This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey. 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 <laughs> Hold on, I have to burp. This is a, that was a sneak preview of what's going to happen at our live show. <laughs> uh, no. So we're doing a live show here in Seattle at Mohai. That's the Museum of History and Industry. Yeah, it's in uh, South Lake Union. I just went to the new Mohai location, which been, has been open for like, I don't know, a couple of years now. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they have an exhibit for most of this year called Edible City. And this, uh, this live show that we're doing is actually, you know, sort of like uh, in concert with that you could say in concert with the edible city exhibit yeah we're also going to be in concert with and eat it too the uh, podcast where they take a food phrase and end up somewhere completely different yeah our friends sarah and molly Mm -hmm. anyway it's going to be on february 10th Uh, again that's here in seattle at mohai and you can get tickets at bit.ly slash milk at mohai that's bit.ly slash milk at mohai This episode is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Did you know that you can upgrade your day with Dunkin' Donuts perks? Um, I would say every time I've ever gone to Dunkin' Donuts, it has upgraded my day. Me too. When I was pregnant, I I pretty much had Dunkin' Donuts radar. I just wanted to eat donuts all the time. (laughs) Like like you you would see someone with a bag and just know somehow there was a Dunkin' Donut in that bag. And then I I would not settle down until I had my hands on it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> everyone, uh, guard guard your donut bags for Molly. Uh, with the Dunkin' Donuts app, you can pay from your phone. You can cut in line and go straight to the front like Molly always does <laughs> and get them donuts. Um, you can also get uh, offers like free beverages when you sign up and on your birthday. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? I'm absolutely serious. And I would you know never what? lie about donuts. Hey, if you enter the code podcast, you're going to get a free Dunkin' Donuts beverage. Yep, so you're going to give yourself an upgrade today. Download the Dunkin' Donuts app and roll in DD Perks and speed past the line, which may not be possible at all locations. But visit ddperks.com for terms and conditions. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, we are talking about oranges. I cannot believe we've not done an oranges episode. Can I change the topic at the last minute? Oh, okay. 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 This might be a first. Have we ever done this before? Wow. Uh, (laughs) Let's do... uh, 
<laughs> uh, pork chops instead. <laughs> oh, yes. No, um, could we restrict this to just mandarin oranges and do other oranges another time? Oh, like navel oranges, Valencia oranges, yeah, do those another day? Yeah, because I that's God, all. Here I've been cramming on navel oranges. Okay, well, I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> do I ever cram for this show? <laughs> I you you totally I cram had me stuff going. in my mouth. That's true. You cram on the show, but not pre-show. Yeah. Okay, well then let's, uh, so we're going to skip the first couple items on the agenda here. Oh, yeah. And then let's get, let's get to, let's, what is a mandarin orange? So it's a, it's a variety of orange. So there's, there's like, uh, I, I don't know like how much this is like, you know, just botan- is botanical and how much is just, <laughs> oh no, we're going to get botanical again. <laughs> oh, God. oh no. Let- For all of you who were listening to the pomegranate episode, I you re- are welcome. Here comes more botany. I refuse to answer this question on the grounds that it may incriminate me. <laughs> Um, you know, it's they're the small oranges. Are uh, I think uh, uh, mandarin oranges and tangerines are relatively similar. Hmm. Really? I think so. Oh, cool. Okay. And I think that I think of mandarin oranges as having become sort of a big mainstream thing in the U.S. in the last ten years. And I think some of this has to do with like the proliferation of high end markets like. Whole Foods and stuff yeah. like that that are you know trying to bring in a variety of different kinds of produce. Now that's an interesting. That's point. my hypothesis. Because when I was a kid, which was about ten years ago, right? Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Which was Says much Matthew, more than ten 41. years ago. Uh, we got satsumas in the winter when I was a you kid. Did? Yeah, in Portland, Oregon. Um, but you know, my my mom would shop at Nature's, uh, which was a you know it, it, there was no Whole Foods back then, but but Nature's was like our our local uh, natural food store chain. Okay, well where I grew up, we didn't have a natural food store chain. We had Skaggs Alpha Beta, as you may remember. <laughs> Skaggs is so great. Remember, and then we had Homeland. Um, and then we had like, you know, the Walmart superstore. Homeland was so, the store where everyone turned out to be a CIA agent. <laughs> yeah. Claire Danes worked there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. During your so-called life phase yeah. when, when you were doing all that poetry. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, yeah, we did not, we had like navel oranges. Yeah, and which we're not allowed to talk about because this is oh, the Mandarin sorry. Orange sorry. episode. Okay, sorry. okay, okay. Where Abby, producer Abby, cut where she said navel. <laughs> it's not not family friendly. So yeah, I, I remember um, Satsumas were a big thing when I was a kid. Um, I mean, at least in my family, like we, we we looked forward to them. We would like eat you know six of them after dinner, and they were so fun to peel because they were so easy. They to were peel. so easy to peel, which is not the case with. Naval oranges. Oh, That's I gotta right. stop talking Ouch. about them. Anyway, so these days, you know, it is hard. Hey, boy, you just can't sling a dead cat without hitting some sort of <laughs> mandarin orange. That is so true. <laughs> you know, they're the they're the cuties. Uh-huh, they're the yeah. halos. Yeah, the clementine they're, cuties. They're the like just things that are labeled like. There's the clementine um, sweet little. Oh, there's the mini me. Really? Is that so, one? I think I think that's what the package says that I have at home. I've got some some like stem and leaf satsumas at home, and I think the package says like. They came in like a clamshell, and it says like mini me. You or mean something. like this? Yes, like that. Um, I the uh, the one I saw today was um, B Sweet brand. Oh. Um, but uh, so yeah, I got some halos, clementines, and some uh, some stem and leaf satsumas of unknown marketing name. Do you know what's always a bummer to me? I, I feel like by this point in in the popularity of these kinds of little easy to peel oranges. I expect them all to be seedless, but they're not. 
Is it that is it that the clementines are seedy? I'm trying to remember which ones are seedy, but some of them are seedy, and I'm always disappointed. If there is one thing that, like, if I take home some oranges that I expect to be seedless and they have seeds in them, I have a hard time even making myself eat them. Yeah, that's a problem. I'm starting to eat one here. So I think I said this was a clementine, but I think it might not because I think of the clementines as being hard to peel. Not bad. I mean, a little dried out. Um, so what is it? So they have very thin skin that makes them easy to peel. But some some of the satsumas have pretty thick skin, mm. but it's it's the skin is like loose. Oh, those um the sumo. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, what are, what what are those? Are those mandarins? Yeah, the, I mean these are all like marketing terms for for different uh, varietals varieties of mandarin oranges. Do you notice that this one? And I have noticed this sometimes in 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 mandarins. This one has a little bit of a funky aftertaste. Are you getting that? Yeah. I wonder if that's uh, like it because it's, uh, you know, a few days old and it started to ferment or. Yeah, I do wonder if it started to ferment. Um, do you think yep. you can get wasted on those? I am already halfway there. Woo! Woo! This one has some real nice acidity to it slash extreme acidity. Oh, I like that. It's just like the sour, the extreme sour patch kid of. Oh, I love this mandarin oranges. What is that one? So that's the stem and leaf satsuma. Yeah, mm. I got it at Whole Foods this very day. Do you know what I love? I love with the stem and leaf ones when you can kind of give a little tug on the stem, and it will kind of just like not only pull the stem out of the top, but also take off just a little bit of the peel too. And then you've got this perfect like hole to put your thumb in. I mean, it's wait, 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 wait hole to put your thumb in. Well, is that a thing that people well, do? Well, then to start peeling. Oh, okay, I see. You know, because part of part of the issue for me with some other less easy to peel orange varieties is that it's like, where do you put your? How do you wedge your thumb in there, or, or your index finger? <laughs> I have not had this. And problem. get started peeling. Do you, you like? Okay, watch. I mean, because look. You can just like stick your thumb in. And no, just... no, no. But that's an easy to peel kind. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said oh the non easy. to Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no. I. Hey, and do you start peeling one of these guys on the side? I noticed you just started on the side. I don't have time <laughs> in my day to rotate an orange oh, to the precise well, point no, where I'm supposed to insert you. my thumb. I always go. So there's always kind of this little, you know, there's the roundness of the side here, and then where it comes up toward the stem end. You're stroking the skin of that orange in a very suggestive way. There's always a, uh, like a little, you can almost feel like there's like this little bit of air where you can... Get your finger in there. You're right. I probably do usually start at that little nubby part. Yeah, but, that nubby part. But it's more, it's funnier if I claim that I don't have time to peel an orange it is the right funnier. way. It is funnier. I'm just peeling these because it's fun to peel them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, you'll you'll notice that I've served these at refrigerator temperature. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you have to do that. I, I agree, but not everybody agrees with that. And oh, Wait, are there some people who like vehemently disagree with that? Well, no, I, I guess it's more that there are some people who think it's okay to serve them at room temperature. No. And I think, you know, we have we have to take a stand. But that's how I feel about apples, too. I'm more okay with a room temperature apple. So, okay, I let's... guess I'm more okay with a room temperature apple than a room temperature mandarin. Okay, we're... Um, <laughs> how about a room temperature man? Uh, we are botanists, <laughs> right? Go with me on this. What are the fruits that it's most important to serve cold? Number one, revenge. Yeah. (laughs) 
You were just waiting. No, for that. no, I, I I came up with that after I came up with the premise. Okay, I like cold blueberries. I prefer a cold blueberry over a warm blueberry because the coldness makes it more acidic. Wait. I'm sorry, go back to this less acidic one now, and after the acidic one, it tastes like a creamsicle, doesn't it? Whoa, it tastes so fake. Mm-hmm. I think this one is fermenting, though. Probably. Let's try a different one. Okay, so re- okay, oranges, so- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Gotta be cold. Um, pineapple. Oh my God, pineapple gotta has gotta cold. be like painfully cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, grapes. I-, I want blueberries cold. Mm-hmm. I want grapes cold, but I won't refuse them if they're not cold. Uh, pineapple. God, I really want that shit to be cold. Yeah. Are there any um, other fruits or is that all of them? <laughs> there are no more fruits. Uh, wait. Okay. Uh, I like my apples cold. Mm-hmm. I like my oranges cold. Grapefruit. Yes. Grapefruit. Oh, gotta be. I think that most fruits are best cold except the ones that that are best at room temperature. <laughs> like <laughs> that. Like raspberries. I have never agreed more with anything you said because it was tautological. <laughs> like slightly warm off the vine raspberries. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I also think cherries are maybe better at room temp. Yeah, I think I probably agree. You know, I don't love cherries and I feel so bad about that. Strawberries, I think. Well, I'll take them either way, frankly. Yeah. Um, I think some of the tropical fruits to me are better room temperature or even like like tropical temperature you know what needs to be cold what watermelon yeah so cold it's got oh it's got oh cantaloupe oh oh yes. cantaloupe cantaloupe uh, honeydew yeah cassava <laughs> <laughs> and uh crenshaw and this week we're talking about melons again <laughs> I've just changed the topic French again, orange which is a new a new uh <laughs> uh Tuscan cantaloupe <laughs> Um, cucumber. <laughs> um, bitter melon. Yeah, you tell him. Winter melon. That's that's probably cold by default. Um, do we have any more of the good oranges? Yeah, the, eat one of the good oranges. So yeah. Um, oh look, it worked. I pulled the stem off, and it gave me a thumb. See, hole. I love that. Isn't that just great? I really learned something here. Yeah. Anyway, so so what do you do with these guys? Um, I peel them and then I eat them. <laughs> do you? How do you feel about mandarin sections in salad? How do you feel about canned mandarin sections? Okay, I love those. Remember we, when we did the canned fruit episode? Did I like them too, or was I just kind of like? Eh. I think you did, but I'm not sure. And those have been skinned, mm-hmm. right? Through some industrial process. Yeah, it's been, I think they've had like the skin like they haven't been burned supremed off of by like a culinary student. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know, maybe they have. Maybe I I don't you know whenever I see a salad that very clearly has wedges of mandarin orange on it. What as opposed to like hidden? <laughs> no, but whenever I see it, see these in a dish, I don't want that dish. I agree. I only want to eat them on their own. I feel like I we... don't want them in a salad. Would you could never mind. <laughs> you um, were going to go all Dr. Seuss on me, wouldn't you? I was going to go all Dr. Seuss on you. <laughs> uh, I just think on I, Beyond Zebra. I think I just said something ungrammatical, but whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's that's uh, it's a thing the kids say going on going Dr. Seuss going all Dr. Seuss on someone. Wait, did you just say on Zebra? On Beyond Zebra. It's a Dr. Seuss book about oh, it is? letters, additional letters of the alphabet found after Z. 
Oh. It's pretty good. Uh, it reminds me of this thing that June used to say for a period of time when she was two and my friend Brian was visiting from New York. June was obsessed with whether Brian had his shoes on or off. Oh. And she would comment whenever he had his shoes on, she would go, on shoes. <laughs> whenever he had his shoes off, she'd go, off shoes. <laughs> She's like Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> yeah. Um isn't that great when you can like see a child's mind trying to to like figure out how the world works? <laughs> On <and> it... shoes. <laughs> yes. This that is how the world works, June. We take our shoes off and we put them back on. But I mean, I, probably she was trying to figure out like what are the rules for when you have shoes on and when you have shoes off. Yeah, I think. I you're mean, she attri- could have just asked. I th- yeah, I mean, I think you're attributing a little bit too much to this simple statement she was making. But but it's sweet of you. I think she wanted. To, she was telling you that she wants to go to cobbler when she wants to apprentice to a cobbler yes i think so i think she wants to go to italy and learn how to make handmade shoes out of fine italian leather that's what she had packed into that tiny phrase on shoes well she wants to work for geppetto because (laughs) she did ask me the other day if pinocchioitis was a real disease (laughs) what wait 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 no we i was driving and from the back seat she pipes up is pinocchioitis a real thing but where did she? I think she heard it on a cartoon okay. or something. I I was going to be skeptical that she came up with the term Pinocchio. I couldn't believe she produced it. Although when my brothers were pretty young, they came up with it. one of them uh, drew spots on their foot with a marker and claimed to have footititis, which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Jake and Ben. Mm-hmm. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love's 24-7 t-shirt bra and all their other bras might be the most comfortable bras you'll ever own. You know what? Today, as we tape this ad, I am wearing the first Third Love bra I ever got. And I don't know, how long ago do you think it was that Third Love started started placing ads know, on the show? Probably a year ago. No, longer ago More than that. T- More than that. More than that. But anyway, I've had this bra for a while, and it is holding up beautifully. It looks as fresh as the day it was born. Excellent. Yep. You know, they've got those signature half cup sizes, so you are pretty much guaranteed to find the perfect size for you. Yeah, especially if you, like a lot of us ladies, change bra size over your lifetime. You know, whether your weight fluctuates or maybe you'll have a baby. Uh Uh-huh. You know, stuff changes. Yep. And that is when something like the Third Love Fit Finder really comes in handy. It only takes 30 seconds to determine the best size and style for your body. So uh, things are getting even more exciting for you in the Third Love universe really? this year. Yes, because um, now you can try uh, any bra in their 24-7 collection free, not just the 24-7 t-shirt, t-shirt bra, bra, which is great. But, uh, you know, the the lacy 24-7 t-shirt bra, the push-up bra, whatever you're after. You just pay $2.99 for shipping. Yep. You get to try it for a whole 30 days, wash it, do everything you do in your bra. If you love it, keep it, and they'll charge your card. If you don't love it, send it back for free, and your card will not be charged. So to get started, just go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Okay, uh, is there anything else for us to say? Oh, I know. This was, this episode was suggested by listener Audrey. Oh, you're welcome, listener Audrey. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, she probably hasn't listened this far. Probably like after we didn't <laughs> thank her at the top, she's like, fuck this. Yeah, also, I mean, we've spent most of our time talking about, about oranges that aren't mandarin oranges. Um, well, I think she suggested just oranges, so... Oh. 
Well, then um, she'll be really happy. Well, she'll be 50% happy because we talked about Mandarin oranges, but not big oranges. Also, I think she suggested this like three years ago. Oh, so cool. we'll uh, we'll get to all of your suggestions eventually. Maybe. No, we won't. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, all this to say, I don't really want these guys cooked. I don't want them like on my salad. I don't want them... <laughs> This is a dessert fruit par excellence. You know, so wait, were you saying earlier in this episode that a tangerine is like related? Is, is, how does a tangerine differ from a mandarin? Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway, um, at Chez Penny's, uh-huh. when it's pixie tangerine season or or um, Kishu mandarins, I think that's a tiny type of mandarin. Oh, that sounds cute. Anyway, you can just get a bowl of those for dessert at Chez Penny's. Yeah, that's... That is the kind of thing I would expect to happen at Chez Panisse. But it's so perfect. And it's like $14. But I love it. It's just so perfect. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I agree. Um, I love that it exists. um, Once uh, uh, my uh, wife Lori and I went to um, uh, Genoa restaurant in Portland, which is, uh, I think it still exists. I can't remember. Uh, It's like a a, uh, prefix rustic Italian restaurant that serves just like one menu every night. And uh, and for dessert, they served um, interlochen grapes, just perfect in-season grapes. Are those kind of like Concord grapes? No, they're a they're a white grape oh. uh, that with a you know. Do they? Have I don't a know. They're, they're good. Them? They have a you know a bit of a, a blatinous. They seed have a blatinous seed pocket. That's exactly right. <laughs> Everybody, go listen to the grapes episode yeah. if you haven't listened yet. <laughs> um, these are great. Like I, oh, okay. One other thing I wanted to talk about uh, is uh, pith. Pith. I, I'm not getting much pith from these. No, I think that's kind of a beautiful thing about mandarins, and and part of why they're so popular is not only are they are they easy to peel, but then you don't have to sit there and like pull off these tiny strings of bitter tasting pith. I w- I had a hypothesis going into this that there's a uh, inverse relationship between uh, ease of peeling and. There's a direct relationship, I'm sorry, between ease of peeling and amount of pith that like the easier peel or- oranges like left more pith in your mouth. That does not seem to be the case here at all. What are you doing? Uh, so my my grandmother or something, someone, some woman in my family once showed me that you can take it here. Hold hold out your wrist. So this is like your perfume. Matthew. Oh, did you feel it spray? I you sure can, did. You can take the peel of an orange. Oh, wow. And uh, kind of uh, bend it in half over your wrist, and you'll feel it spray the oils onto your wrist, and then you're you're perfumed for the rest of the day. Like like you would do, like express some orange peel over a cocktail? Yeah, yeah. Um, why has it taken me 41 years to, to learn how to, how to fragrance myself? Make yourself myself? smell nice? Well, you're welcome, Lori Amsterburton. <laughs> You are welcome. Why does my husband smell like oranges? <laughs> this is weird. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, um, Matthew, have you read the book Oranges by John McPhee? Have I ever? But It's a fascinating book. It yeah. came out in the 60s. It's kind of an overgrown New Yorker article about the Florida orange <laughs> industry. That's yeah. what it is. No, it, That's it, exactly I, what it is. I, was, a, I wasn't laughing because it wasn't true. I was laughing because it was so true. It's so true. It's so true. Anyway, brilliant book. Even if you think you are not interested in reading 200 pages about oranges, you're going to love this book. Yeah, you definitely are. Yeah. Oranges I mean, by John McPhee. 
Um, yeah, John McPhee is the, the existence of John McPhee is very frustrating to every other writer, I think. Yeah, because we all we all think like maybe we could do that and we can't it looks get, so even get simple. close. It looks so simple and yet it's so if you're not, it, it's yeah. so artfully crafted. If you're not familiar with John McPhee, what what he will do is he he, he writes, uh, he's the master of the nonfiction exploratory essay where he will start with a topic and just kind of see where it goes, but it never feels unfair focused it feels like you know like you're you're on an adventure with the world's most curious person yeah i mean like there's this part of oranges where he is he has he basically sort of takes you into the office of someone who's working for some i don't know like orange juice company Mm -hmm. or orange grower or something and basically he tells us that this person every day while they're eating lunch they read through the phone book and they're like picking out anyway like he finds these like odd habits that people have that are these really telling details. Yeah. And suddenly you are just like drawn in and you're so charmed and suddenly you care about these Florida orange growers in the 1960s. <laughs> I mean, but I was I was already really into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um what are what's a telling uh, habit that I have that really gives you an insight into my character? Possibly you don't know because you're not John McPhee. You have a good screamy laugh, but that's uh-huh. not a really that's, telling. Yeah. No, that's not telling. Uh, you hmm. you say moving right along a lot, which I think uh, indicates that you're like a person who's uh, got a lot of... Forward momentum. Yeah. I was going to say vigor. I'm, I'm very progressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That segment really worked. Wow. Um, that was funny. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. Third Love, it's the innovative bra and underwear company that believes that fit should come first. I believe it too. Yeah, who wouldn't believe that? And they put their they put their money where uh, their bras are. Yes. Yeah. So you can try one of their twenty four seven bras free for thirty days. You only pay two ninety nine for the shipping. They send it to you. You wear it. You try it out. If you like it, keep it. They'll charge your card. If you don't like it, send it back. No harm done. Yeah, you can really live in it. They don't send you like a list of things you're not allowed to do while trying out the third. You could wear 24/7. it. You could wear it for like thirty straight days. You could do one of those like extreme races where you like I don't know like swim through a dumpster of mud (laughs) (laughs) a tough mudder yes which I I learned about from you yeah (laughs) you could do that and then if you're not satisfied you could send them this muddy rag (laughs) you should probably wash it first (laughs) yes so um, don't do that but uh, do get the free trial Uh, it's uh, just $2.99 for shipping and if you don't love it uh, they'll charge you nothing go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk to get started Well, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com where we will, you know what, we'll link to that John McPhee book that Mm -hmm. we enjoy so much. We can also, oh, you know what, there is um, an orchard in Ojai, California that grows really, really wonderful citrus fruits this time of year. What's Uh, it called? It's called Churchill Churchill Orchard. That's got a lot of chuh. Anyway, and we will link to that website because you can order wonderful oranges, um, Kishu mandarins, pixie tangerines. You will not be sorry. You can find us online. Wait, we already said that. Yep. Uh, you, you can find, find us on Facebook. Yeah, facebook.com slash podcast. I, w- I want to know, like, what what to you are, are uh, some fruits we didn't mention that you feel have to be cold or you're not even going to show up? Wow. Ooh, things are going to get contentious. Yeah, for sure. 
Or are there are there fruits that you feel should never be served cold? Hmm. This could get really interesting or not. Tomato. Tomato. Should not be. But, but I mean, that's only a fruit in the most technical yeah, okay, sense. Okay, but we're talking about fruits that we think of as being sweet fruits. I mean, yeah, like an eggplant is a fruit. But the fruits of my labor. <laughs> should never be served cold. <laughs> no. Do you mean like your child or? Um, oh, she, or is a fruit, she is a fruit of my labor. Yeah, and of your loins. Uh, yes, of my loins as well. Wow. Well, now that we've managed to talk about my loins in this episode, <laughs> I feel like we've completed the oh, topic. I want to change the topic. <laughs> the topic is now loins. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be covering tender loins. Oh. No, wait, wait. I think when you what say else? covering, you mean girding. <laughs> Shut up. All right, uh, leave, well. us, leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I am staring into an orange as Looking if it is for it's like a magic eight ball, right? As, yeah, as if like a little thing is going to come up and say, uh, Matthew, here's the joke you need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. What was that like ad campaign that was like, or maybe it was a song that was like, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 